3rd. It's at 7 p.m. And it is at, I'm looking up the location. It is at, it's 1702 Lincoln Boulevard in Venice, California. It's Mystic Journey Yoga. Uh, But it's a comedy show, guys. And the lineup is sick. It's going to be really freaking awesome. There's a crystal gallery. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be vibing and just probably the best energy you'll ever have at a comedy show so you should come also next week i will do i will be on fuck mary kill that's gonna be at the belmont i think 9 p.m in west hollywood um and then uh the next day at the pally house uh natasha pearl hansen and rachel o'brien are hosting a show pally under the stars i'm very excited for that because it's two girlfriends hosting it i'm sure there's going to be a lot of awesome comics on it and it's just going to be it's going to be really fun so you guys should come out that show is at 8 30 p.m on august 8th so oh also you can get tickets on either of their instagram websites all that so yeah there's a lot of fun stuff coming up again please 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 share with your friends rate review be kind oh and also i did hannah brown's brown eyed unicorn podcast and we did a whole hills recap that just came out so definitely shoot on over to that after you're done listening to what's your jersey podcast and the expanded podcast with Lacey phillips um yeah and i also just want to say i hope you're having a good day and just relax and try to take notes and take everything in because i i just absolutely love this episode and it really helped me and i hope it helps you guys and try to listen until the end because there's a lot of goodies right until the very end all right enjoy lacey phillips all right meatballs I am sitting across from a, I want to call you like a forest nymph angel. I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This is someone that you've heard me speak about a lot on the podcast. I've quoted you a million times and a, a lot in my podcast openings to be inspiring and to get people out of a hole or a rut. I definitely have talked about you and it's so crazy because I think we've known each other now for a decade. Probably a decade. I feel like you've had nine lives within this decade. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, guys, this is a treat. I mean, stay tuned until the very end because we're going to go through some shit today. Oh yeah. And if anybody's sitting there like, why don't I have what I want? Stay to the end. Yes. <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> We've been talking literally for 20 minutes and I was like, I need to start recording. Um, I'm first just going to like give the like bio synopsis of you, yeah. which is you're a Los Angeles based leading manifestation advisor with a formula that's radically different from the new age think positive model. And your process combines psychology, neuroscience and energetics to expand and unblock subconscious limiting beliefs. Now I'm going to give my synopsis. Great, please. I can't wait. Um, my favorite, uh, my, a few of my favorite isms of yours are hold your cool, just like steady handed. I honestly feel like your style, your vibe and the strength that you have that I've known you to have since I met you when we were, um, cocktail serving at the laugh factory together. Um, you were like royalty even then, like you knew your power, you knew your path and I am so proud of you. And I love to just see that you've completely embraced it and you've helped 
millions of people now. Wow. Um, I wish you guys could see what is sitting across from me because you're just, it's, you're magical. Um, everyone, Lacey Phillips. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm sitting here so humbled because that's so beautiful. And I wait, I have to paint the picture of when we first met because it's actually such a pivotal part of my story since I think that was the set second to last job I had where it was so toxic. Mm -hmm. And unlike me, you were such a hustler. You like maybe moonlighted at the Laugh Factory as a server just for some extra cash, but yeah. you were like always killing it at other way more important cocktailing jobs. <laughs> Very important cocktailing jobs. Guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> she was like basically a Chateau Marmont every night, like had fancy clothes. I'm like making $300 a week at the Laugh Factory being like, how does she have the energy to do all of this? But so Jacqueline was always so stylish, so beautiful, so beyond your <sighs> means, not in the sense that you were like in debt beyond your means no but... I was I was okay <laughs> no, 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 no. I 100% but was you were like you had like fancy lingerie I just remember you were so with it and I maybe like that wow. person <laughs> oh my god God. It was great. <laughs> and it was so fun because we got close for a minute there yeah. through another friend who worked with us at the time. Mm -hmm. And so we all got to hang out a few times and I would be like, fuck, Jacqueline's so together. Like she has us so together for our age and what was going on then. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to accept it. I'm going to take it. I'm also going to apply it to a YouTube video of yours that you posted about material things. Oh, yeah. And at that time, I all I wanted, I was like, I need Louboutins. Yeah. I need like the fucking studded bag that Kristen Cavallari was carrying. You around. needed like, like the Jersey 10. Like you needed everything. Everything. And that was like all I cared about. Not really my acting career or, you know, yeah. it, it was all about that stuff. And it's so funny because now I can give a flying fuck about all of that. Isn't it great to have though worked through that in a way? I mean, that's a huge stepping stone because even then, yeah, you were like so... Yeah, it was very material based, but what's so wild to me is you were actually, you were actualizing those things. Mm -hmm. And I look back to what I was then. And I was in such lack. I mean, there, like that stuff wasn't even a reality for me at all. So yeah. to be capable of even transpiring that stuff at such a young age and then having the realization to be like, oh, wait, no, I want something deeper in life, like my comic comedy career that has sustenance mm -hmm. and not like just focus on these material external things constantly. Like what a beautiful thing to have worked through, especially mm -hmm. in Los Angeles that I find is the worst place for this at such a young age to now be able to have power over that yeah I feel like I mean I feel a little stunted <laughs> I feel like all right I'm in my 30s now everyone at home has kids and families and they're on their second husband um thank god yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um but it is it is a thing where it is a shift in like priorities and what you want and you don't have to keep up with the Joneses and yeah. like uh, it is about being your authentic self, which we're totally going to get into. Something else that Lacey covers a lot is pings. Yes. And it's so funny. Can you explain to the meatballs what pings are in case yes. they don't know? Well, let me all kind of start from the beginning in case nobody's been this out there on the podcast yet. I don't know. But I'll kind of give it give an overview, like a high level one. So everybody's like, what are we even listening to? Because I had pings before I like literally in the past like 48 hours where I was like, oh, my God, this podcast is going to happen. Like we need to do this because we've been trying to do it totally. for a while. And I think the timing wasn't right. Totally. Like now you're in a space where you really need this work. And I'm actually 
I'm really excited for you to start it after because I know your whole world's going to shift within a year. Oh, it's so Completely. crazy. No, I literally, I drove, we've been to the Thirsty Crow together. Oh, yeah. I haven't been there since we went probably eight years ago, I drove know. by it the other day, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, literally wow. Two days ago, I ran into a comic who we, I won't name, but I ran into him last night who we've talked about before. I'll tell you after. Okay. But it was like one of those things where I was like, oh, yeah, this is all all happening. And then probably a year ago to the day I had the almost 30 girls on the <gasps> podcast. No way. And that all manifested because you were on their podcast and I had like posted it and tagged them. <gasps> like, this episode. Oh my God, Lacey Phillips. And they responded. They're amazing. They're and amazing. you guys are so in the same like energetic sphere actually that that's such a beautiful coming together because yeah. you you guys I think have so much in common energetically that I I've got to listen to that episode yeah it was crazy so so it's all been it percolating like all these little things that I realized so meatballs I will now let Lacey let loose on just giving like her synopsis and, and then it'll, it'll parlay into what pings are so Absolutely. basically i jacqueline was actually at the pivotal moments of this you know when we were working at the laugh factory together i then went on to i'll start from the beginning basically i'll just give people an overview then it, it's less it's a lot less crunchy if you hear it from me yeah. but essentially um i moved out here for acting a lot mm -hmm. like you and modeling and at not seven modeling for me okay <laughs> no no you were like but to be a dancer like the next Britney Spears, but not yes, modeling. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, at 17 and a half, was so poor and I called my mom's family intuitive. She always used this one woman. She gave it to me for my birthday. And the only question I had for her was like, how do I make enough money to survive? Because when you're in any artistic pursuit, it can be very, you know, very spontaneous. You just sometimes I would have money from commercials and would have nothing and it was taking me so long. And she said, pick up this book on manifestation, read it to a T or like follow it to a T and you'll manifest everything you've ever wanted. Mm -hmm. And in essence, I guess she was right. I won't name the book because it's a big waste of everybody's time. I do. <laughs> I still have it to this day. It's completely underlined. I followed it to an absolute T for years. You probably even remember me being like so spiritual back then. And oh, like yeah. So hippie and spiritual about this stuff. So, and I feel like you even, no, I don't want to, I'm going to let you keep going. Okay. And so I followed it to a T and it was that model of manifestation that many of us are familiar with who know about manifestation. It's think positive will get you anything you want that's the law of attraction visualize to have anything you want get into the vortex pretend to be what you want to be all of these things that i call new age rhetoric of manifestation you know make the vision board and i fucking did all of it i i wish i still had my first vision board because i actually weirdly do have everything on it today oh my god i know Goals. But so at 25 ish, you were probably right around the end of that time. It was when I was meeting my ex. Mm -hmm. And basically, I started to notice I was a really good manifester, but never in the ways that it suggested. Like, I remember literally waitressing at the Laugh Factory, visualizing my home in Malibu with like a sauna and a pool, like infinity pool, and being like, yeah, this isn't coming. <laughs> and I have to go like sit through another shitty Dane Cook set and like uh. waitress to asshole people. <laughs> <laughs> and so I knew that that wasn't working. 
But I started to realize through dating first, whenever I would really step into my self-worth, which was so hard. So I would like no longer say yes to the emotionally unavailable person that was hot and all the things I thought I wanted. And I'd be like, no, I'm going to step into my worth and I'm not going to say yes and I'm not going to sleep with you and all that, you know, How shitty. You so strong? You know, I think the first book that actually introduced me to that, which is a great one if, if anybody's struggling out there in that spot still, is Why Men Love Bitches. And I started to notice through yes. that book, I was like, oh my God, like when you are in your power, because the book is obviously a silly title, but it's all about stepping into your power, putting yourself first. So it was like kind of an entry level little gateway into that. I feel like you might be the person that taught me about that book. And now I do jokes about that book. Oh, it's amazing. And it's also like a really silly book. Yes. But it actually taught me first the value of Because I was afraid. I mean, like most women, I was like a pleaser just to get the person I wanted. And then when it suggested to like do all these things and put yourself first, and I started to see that that was true and that I could really trust it, I started to equally realize the patterning that I was manifesting at the same time. And really crazy things. Like a great example was how you even went to it, I think. Yeah, I did. (laughs) That was what I was going to say. Yeah, in Los Feliz. Well, that, well, in the Echo Park Hills, I manifested a $350 apartment a month, which is absolutely like unheard of. Mm -hmm. And it had everything on my list. And also my boyfriend at the time, who was my boyfriend of, you know, partner of six years. And so I went, whoa, this whole manifestation has nothing to do with positivity whatsoever. In fact, it has everything to do with stepping into your worth. So I'll kind of talk about like the three foundational things because after that I started to realize, oh, I've had gifts my whole life. And what I mean by that is that I'm claircognizant. So it's the weirdest gift to have on the planet. There's many psychic gifts. There's, you know, clairvoyant. You see things, you see images and stuff. I don't have any of those fancy ones. Okay. I have claircognizant which is so weird because you just know things you were never taught they just land into your head nobody ever showed you them you haven't read them but all of a sudden you know them to be true and I hadn't listened to them for a really long time and during this process I started to actually honor it so is it just a thought in your head because I've been trying to pay attention a lot more to like what's going on inside yeah so for you is it just like something that comes up and instead of blocking it out, you're you're like, oh, yeah. Well, for me, it's even weirder. Like I can really relate it to the manifestation process. All, all of a sudden, new, I'll know a new leg of manifestation out of nowhere that nobody's ever taught me or showed me or anything, you know, um, and, and then it'll be like in terms of psychic things, you know, like when I was working one-on-one with clients, which I don't do any longer, but when I was doing that, I would just know what all of their next steps were. I just knew. It's so weird. So it's like, <sighs> I nobody shows me so I have that gift. I can read energy, which means in my mind's eye, I know if this happens, this will follow. So mm-hmm. I'm really like weird at understanding the energy. So if you were to walk out today and you're like, I have this job opportunity, should I take it? And I I could tell you. I'm like if you take that, it's going to the repercussions will be this, this and this. However, mm-hmm. if you walk away, it'll be this, this. So I can just read energy. And then I channel. So that's a weird thing too. So like when I'm 
doing my podcast or when I'm doing the supported episodes, I can just open up my mind and start channeling. So I start receiving the information of manifestation. Mm -hmm. So I weirdly can't take much credit for all of this, even though it's a radically different process, which I'll get into, but I just have, it's worth mentioning that I have those gifts. And right around that time that I realized that manifestation isn't around like think positive or anything to do with visualize. It's not the secret. It's definitely... (laughs) Boy, did I go that route for a long time. Just being like, (laughs) I see myself on stage. Totally. I know. And like the Hicks books, I've been there. I've done them all. So I can have like that true empathy. Didn't work for me. I don't know. Maybe it's working for other people. Could be, you know, it didn't work for me either. Or there would be like little things that I thought were work. Like I was like, I want an agent. And then I picked up like a backstage and literally got an agent. But it was like the agent that like everyone in Hollywood had when they first moved to Hollywood. Like I was like, I was like ripping you off somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not, this isn't the secret. And so exactly that, like I had to throw all that away at 25 and follow my gifts. And I just started to watch the patterning of what actually resulted in what I wanted. That's so scary though. It's so weird. It was so weird, but I was so desperate because my life was so low in so many points, being so poor, being a doormat and dating at times, having nothing work out in acting at times. Oh my God. I mean, I I now perform at the Laugh Factory and like every time I walk through that little hallway, like both of our bodies just went, (laughs) we both just like twitched a little bit. And Jamie's still running it? Yeah. Whoa, he's around still? I never never see him wow. I never see him um and I'm not I love performing there it's yeah, of a course. great room but walking through it's like it haunts me yeah. every time I stand by that bar because we would just stand back there and just be like Ugh. well also there were so many layers to it that I think are really poignant to self-worth I was in such low self-worth, although I don't think you could viscerally notice that on the outside of me. Mm -hmm. I think we just talked about this, but we're both Leo risings. And when you are, I think you come off as as very noble or strong and, you know, capable and solid. And um, there were layers to why that job was I look at it as such a pivotal point in my life because my my self-worth was so low. So I was very, very broke because love and money are always attached to self everything's attached to self-worth but those are always attached mm-hmm. and then also we were like preyed upon by comics oh you my know? god yeah like it's just there's layers of like grossness and then how rude people were to us because there's a two drink that <laughs> it was so and also working those like super late hours sometimes which i know everybody has gone through those vampire hours it's yeah. just I look back at it and I go, that was a real low point in my life. And there was such a ceiling also on how much money you could make. Absolutely. It's not like you're doing bottle service and people are buying bottle after bottle after bottle. Like you had, people had to be done by a certain time. Like you, like there was just no... $250 was probably the most I had ever made Oh, totally. That would have been like Christmas. Ever. I know. And now like I... Not unfortunately, but I still do have a lot of side jobs and we'll get into all that stuff. Yeah later like that's like an okay night (laughs) for like a bartender that's considered a minimum yeah right if it's not raining outside yeah like it's a normal thing it's okay and I it was my first serving job ever and I just was so afraid that I settled in that for so long because I was like can I go get something out you know well I'll get into worth more but there are layers to I think how 
metaphorical that point in time was for me at least did you quit or did you get fired i can't remember oh so it was um dual because (laughs) (laughs) you're like a little bit of both it's complicated (laughs) but because we were required to work holidays i refused somehow i I was able to get away because i worked there for i think almost three or four years you were there longer than i was oh yeah Yeah. and it was like my only gig for a long time i know know. it was i remember at some points groceries i only had 30 dollars a week for groceries Ugh. it was crazy insane no, you were really really skinny and i was so jealous well, also like <laughs> eating disorder issues <laughs> also, same, same. i think i came to work one time and i think i got rachel in on this one but i was like dude you guys it's all about just eating 500 calories a day oh my that's insane <laughs> that's so unhealthy and fucked up <laughs> oh i was eating that and just like hot pockets alone <laughs> Which is like, actually at least delicious. No, You're gonna- it just full of salt. It was like I was just eating bricks of salt for like three years when I first got to Hollywood. Wow. My I face. Know. Oh, yeah. No, it was so party. You were like shrinking and I was just like oompa loompaing. Like, no, was great. you were doing great because you worked out so hard. And yeah, I was, but I was like, eating. Wow. So it's a different thing. And I we can get into the, I mean, there's so many things we could get into where like I was working out so hard, but eating like twice as much because of that. Oh, yeah. And, and- just because you were craving it or because justifying it both and also i was miserable so i was eating like comfort food totally it was just like all the pizzas and ranch which i still do every now and then that sounds amazing yeah and i also just want to make a disclaimer to anybody that might be listening that does struggle with eating disorders was saying this just because we understand i mean like how fucked up the psyche is trying to make it in Hollywood is so so unhealthy yeah you were the opposite where you weren't eating and I was throwing everything up oh so so we're right there side by side with you guys and I've had to do so much work around this and Mm -hmm. I'll actually give like a really clear future to this uh, because I under ate and worked out so hard for so long Mm -hmm. I believe I just started charting recently because we've been trying to get pregnant for three years which I shared before I know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But when you're charting, your basal body temperature reveals a lot about what's going on in your body. And I'm like drastically hypothyroidism. And a really big reason for getting there is under eating and working out so hard for so long and not providing my body with literally what it hormonally needs. Like what we're supposed to have is healthy and balanced eaters. So I just want to make that disclaimer. If you're struggling with that, with that out there, we're not making fun of this. We're actually We've looking through it. Oh my God. Reflecting. And if anyone wants to email either Lacey or I and talk more about it, I'm definitely open to it because I could talk for hours about eating disorders. Oh, it's a whole thing. And yeah. there's a great podcaster out there too, Katie Delbout with Let It Out. And she's really, really, she's actually gone to, you know, receive help from it and, and everything. She's really recovered. She's a wonderful one to look into if you guys are are wanting an expander, which we'll get into. Thank you for putting that disclaimer on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're absolutely. not making fun of it. <laughs> not at all. Boy, no. if anything. We're it's just like, trying to paint a picture for you guys. Oof, of how, like, unhealthy that time was in general. <laughs> like, everything. <laughs> everything. Well, but I also, like, remember, like, going and you would, like, come from, like, an acting shoot or a class or something. And we'd be, like, changing in the bathroom. Oh, totally. You know, I would be sweaty from, like, dance rehearsal across the street at Crunch. And then totally. working. It was so gross. 
gross. Oh, you were my crunch expander. Yeah. I was, was like, that? Jacqueline can work out there. I can afford to do it. <laughs> I remember that back then. And now I'm like so spiritually sensitive that I, I literally have to build gyms in my houses because I can't. The drive alone like exhausts me and then being around the people, the lights and the music that I just I don't go there anymore. Sorry, crunch. They yeah. won't even. Yeah. No, I'm over it. I, um, yeah. It's. You broke up with crunch. I broke up with crunch. <laughs> I did. I broke up with you. Also, they don't want us to teach biogen there. So what? Yeah. I know. Sad. Because I remember your classes were so great. That's okay. Also, it was so poor that I stole those drumming sticks from <laughs> Crunch to bring every week. I Me didn't buy too. my own. I have so many of them that I don't use anymore. But those that drumming thing, pound pound. That's yeah. what it was. You guys were so good at that. But you're yeah. doing something whole different. Yeah, I'm completely. doing a totally different thing now. Wow. Jam, you guys should. I have online classes. You don't <gasps> have to leave your house. No way. Yeah, now I, I know have... where you live, so I could just come here and do it with you. Oh, my God. And so yeah. is it Pilates and something combined? No, it's plyometrics and dance and cardio. It's wow. like the most – it's it's nonstop for an hour. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah, but you get it all out. And I try to be like motivational. Like there's certain songs where I'm like, don't even look at me. Just be sexy. Feel <gasps> yourself. Do you. I don't care if you do it right. Wow. Do what you want to do. I want you to feel good and let loose. And then there's other songs where I incorporate more like core and boxing. And I'm like, if you're mad about something, like this is your jam to get it out. Wow. And then, yeah, there's other really fun ones where I'm just like, okay, like get your heart rate up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's work out. You're like warming up right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, that's amazing. Cause yeah. you've been into fitness. Like you've been actually teaching for years and years now, yeah, which is something maybe I should like actually really try to surrender to and be like, I oh, know. this is what I should be really doing. And or just it. like, yeah, more all in. Yeah. Because that's amazing. If you have classes and stuff, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We'll so anybody it. out there looking, <laughs> there you go. I know, right? <laughs> so I'll say a few last things on manifestation and then we'll kick off from there. So everybody kind of has a painted picture. There's three yeah. things that make the process that I discovered mm, actionable attainable and much faster because I think a lot of those old new age practices that I would argue maybe they have worked for a listener here and there but they're not consecutive mm -hmm. um, they're very abstract things like get into the vortex I never knew what that meant what I that mean? get into frequency I can intellectualize that but I don't so three things that I think are really important to know I discovered one our thoughts don't create our reality mm -hmm. so everything we've been taught and a great example for that is we think in polarity all day long you know, we're like, I love this. I hate myself. That's cool. I, I want that. I hate that. I don't want that. If we thought our thoughts created our reality, our lives would be a shit show. We're just not powerful in that way. So what I learned through throwing that all away, watching patterning, like giving into my gifts is that we actually, it's just very simple psychology. When from zero to seven, I'll argue 14, we had an imprintation of everything that was modeled to us in society. So from family modeling, peers, school, media, all of that imprinted where we experienced a lot of accolade, love, worthiness. We manifest those things very simply into our lives where we experience pain, shame, not good enough, mm. uh, watched our mom feel those ways. That was reflected from media to us. Those are the things that we have to unblock. So we're actually manifesting from our subconscious limbic brain, that weird 
prehistoric brain we have that's on loop constantly. So you'll start to watch when you do this work, everything you're manifesting in your life is just a representation of something in childhood over and over and over again, which is really relieving because there's a very simple way to get down there and change that, which we'll talk about in the future. We'll talk about later. The second thing is that visualization doesn't work the way that we think it works. It's actually very simple neuroplasticity, neuroscience that like I was saying, I would visualize these homes. You would visualize being on stage. And of course yeah. you're on stage, but it wasn't the visualizing that did it. What does it, I realized, is that just again, simple neuroscience, mirror neurons, what we see to believe is what we manifest. So what I mean by that is when we either interact on social media or in real life is the most powerful form of this. When we find somebody who's in the same situation, who has been in the same situation or circumstances that we're currently in, and they've gone on to achieve, embody, or are successful in what we want, and we identify with them very closely, our subconscious goes, oh, well, if they can do it, I can have it too. And it creates space for what we want to come through. And then the third most important component, which nobody ever told me, and I started to see this happen over and over and over again, the universe always tests us. So like, let's say when you leave that relationship that was emotionally unavailable, wasn't giving you what you wanted, wasn't committing or whatever that could have been, and you go out and you start manifesting your next dating or serious partnership, the universe will start to test you. And it'll first appear to be very similar things, very obvious, like your ex was, and you have to pass that. And so this is where we talk about self-worth. Self-worth is actually the law of attraction. It has nothing to do with positivity, and it has to be subconscious self-worth. So what that means is that imprintation you picked up in childhood, you have to do the work to get down there, which I use my own process of hypnosis to do. You have to get down there, you have to bring it up, and you have to reprogram it. And that the beauty of that, it's called neuroplasticity. So basically what that means is when we go into a theta state, that hypnotic state, our mm -hmm. subconscious comes forward. And hypnotism is nothing like that silly, you know, stuff Magic we saw on show. TV. Nothing yeah. like, it's literally a deep meditation. Okay. That's all it is. <laughs> In fact, a lot of us are hypnotized when we're just driving and we pass like 20 blocks and we don't know that we just passed it. We're in a theta state. Or in that, it can be either delta, theta. There's multiple states of consciousness. Or a sorority. Or, or just on Molly. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but like one of those are, you know, we were maybe hypnotic. So when we're in that state, our subconscious comes forward. Our conscious mind goes backwards. So we have full access to all of those old memories that are literally looping today and manifesting for us. And we get to reprogram them to get into our worth. So you have to pass your test. You have to step into your power, mm. your worth um, subconsciously. So those are the three things that like, there's much more within it to learn, but those are the three very important key things that make up this process and why it's actually so much um, more successful than any of the stuff we all learned. And it all makes sense too. Like it doesn't sound like you're speaking another language. No, either. it's like simple psychology. It's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and it is kind of like duh. And you could be like a rapid atheist or a very, very devoted like Catholic. Mm -hmm. And this is still absolutely applicable. It does not take away from your spirituality or your science-based thinking. It's that. very scientific. It's very scientific and it's based in psychology, neuroscience. And then it's just my weird patterning and gifts placed on top of that. 
So what's her Jersey is all about. It's a play on words. It's all about where you're from and how you got to where you are. So you're talking about stuff that happened in your childhood. I want to know what little Lacey was like. Absolutely. So (laughs) I grew up in um, two places. I grew up right outside of Yosemite on a ranch with my cowboy 18 year old dad. He was 19, I think. 20, 19 or 20 when I was born. And my mom was 18 or 19. So they were babies. They were babies. Absolute babies that had no idea what they were doing. So I was raised between them, my dad's sister and husband, who have their PhDs. My uncle's from Tehran, you know, like very together, traveled, successful. Okay. And then I grew up with my grandparents, my dad's grandparents. So all I was going between these four different households all week long, or sometimes like all summer long. Or so I have like, you look at my subconscious imprintation, it's influenced by all four of those households. So it's picking up on everybody's insecurities or everybody's emotional unavailability. And then on the flip side, it's every person's expansion and possibility. That's so, a lot on you. It's That's a lot. That's like four times what the rest of us do. Totally. You know, like I had two people. You had two <laughs> yeah. to deal with their insecurities and possibilities. Maybe a babysitter here and there. Which but, could have been uh, fucked up or great. Oh, you don't yeah. Know. No. She could have been like really cool and like really expanded you yeah she was a party girl which i have an inner party girl i have to literally stifle and push down every time i step out the door yeah like i can't go to the club right now (laughs) but so for me it was growing up in those households um my mom was an actress and model and so i think i actually came here to carry out her dream she never fully carried out because she got pregnant and yeah i got here at 17 oh i was like 18. I was 18 when I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was already coming for auditions earlier. That's why at 17. Okay. I think I was coming for commercial auditions at the yeah, beginning of my 17th year and acted. Yeah. Young. I was just, I was really um, independent. I didn't have siblings, but I had two cousins that I was around all the time at my aunt's house. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those kids, you know, when you're raised, I'm a child of an alcoholic. So my mom became an alcoholic when I was 11. Mm -hmm. So when you become that way, you grow up really quickly. You're really responsible. Um, And I just had a very low sense of self-worth inside, although externally you wouldn't know it because I was raised by two very cool parents, like popular, attractive, like pretended to be all the things so yeah. that they would be loved, you know? So I thought that was what you needed in life to be successful. You could and- put on a mask. Oh, I have many. Yes. <laughs> yes. Many of them. No. Yeah. I love that. And you were also like, and I'm attracted to people like this, like very strong and that could be considered maybe bitchy or like yeah. whatever. And I feel like that puts off people that are either weaker or but I, when I first met you, was like, oh, no, I'm into this. Oh, well, like, yeah. I, I think I put on like a real strength. Yeah. And I think I naturally have that about me. But I think it was very false before. And now it's been so integrated that I'm able to be very vulnerable and able to be real about everything. Whereas, oh, my God, I used to like I remember even at the time where we met, I would be mortified if people found out certain things about me. Like I hadn't been to college, you know, mm-hmm. these, these shadows. And, and that's what a lot of this work is, is shadow work and stuff like Can that. Can you talk a little more about the shadow stuff? Because I'm even a little confused about shadows and like yeah. what that actually means. Absolutely. So uh, when you start this work, it's all basically the way it rolls is um, we have quite a few workshops. One is called how to manifest. It's literally the step-by-step process of how to manifest. And then in it, it's very, um, 
important. It talks about the importance of you have to unblock your subconscious. And so the two, like, every manifester has to do every person on the planet would benefit from the two workshops that those are are unblocked inner child unblocked shadow okay and so they're seemingly interchangeable because one sort of creates the other so shadow is what we just talked about it's masks it's what we learn in childhood that was either either shown to us or directly applied to us of what isn't acceptable to be loved. So for instance, um, a great example of this is if you wanted to be an artist and you grew up with two Wall Street banker parents and they always said, oh, art's just a hobby. Oh, kids do art. Oh, you'll never, artists are broke. You put on this shadow. You basically take that artistic part of you and you throw it into what's called your shadow. Mm-hmm. And it's this disassociation from your real self you literally reject it in order to be loved and accepted and we have a lot of that which we're not even aware of how much of that yes (laughs) and in order to truly manifest big things again you have to knock out those three components so in ratio to what you want whatever it might be if it's on the material plane say it's a house you're calling in if you grew up with you know two parents who were always in lack and never had a home and then your, you know, adolescent life that was always reinforced that you couldn't have those things. You're not going to manifest that house until you address those subconscious belief systems. And then you have to go out and find expanders that are like you that have those things. And then when it comes to the actual house process of, you know, going through and looking at them, you have to pass the test that they are everything on your list and what you have been calling in that you're not going to settle. So a huge portion of this work is unblocking. And so it's basically going down and finding out who your true authentic self is. And I like to say, I believe the universe, God, your own inner self, whomever you're talking to, the only intention in this lifetime when it comes to this kind of stuff is to get you back into your most whole, worthy, authentic self that we all were born as Mm -hmm. before we built up this onion layer of ego. So that means like pain, shame, not good enough, all that stuff. We create this huge onion layer around us that's our, you know, masks, our many masks. But in order to actually become magnetic, you have to literally start peeling them away subconsciously and being seen for exactly who you are. So like when somebody comes to me and they're like, Lacey, I really want to grow my business and my Instagram following. And I'm like, where are you afraid of being seen? That's why you're not. You have to go address your shadow and show up all the way. Because when you do that energetically, what you're communicating is I'm a thousand percent in my worth and fuck off if you don't like it. And that's the most magnetic. You can't even fake that. People like we were talking about can pretend to be strong. That's faking. Energetics are all real. So that gets into the shadow. So I have to do a lot of rough work. Yes. And it's, it's not, I mean, it's intense for sure, but it's quick. It's there can be like sad days and it's painful to look at, but boy, is it a, the most liberating thing on the planet and B, is it going to be what's actually going to get you everything you want in life? And the old models of manifestation are a lot of spiritual bypass. They're like, get rid of that negative thought and think into the positive. Well, that's just called complacency. <laughs> That's why you don't go where you want to go. You're sitting called, in the exact same spot. Yourself. You're kidding yourself. You're not doing any work. It's about momentum and like... Well, yeah. And also you're just not going anywhere because you're so afraid. And I always love to say to people, I'm like, embrace your negativity because it's your fucking roadmap to why you're not getting what you want. And that, not to make this about me, but I'm going to make it about me. Um, I feel like 
I, for the past like month, I've been getting angry and negative and I've been crying a lot. And I think it's because I'm really trying to figure out things. Yes. You know? Yes. And I'm like, I want this. I want like next level of this. Like, and at first I'm like, why am I so negative? Or why am I walking around just like kind of like a mute? And I think it's because I am trying to break through. A thousand percent. So anybody, and I think a lot of people can identify, I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but all during uh, fucking July was like crazy, crazy eclipse season. If anybody's into astrology at all, Um, we were all being forced to let everything go that's not serving us, especially in career and step into the present. And so what I like to tell people is when those triggers are coming up, it's not because you're bad or you're like an envious person or you're whatever. They're literally the universe inviting you to the next level and you have to take it. And the beauty of it, it's so simple to be like, we even have like an exercise called the daily reprogramming exercise. If somebody just wanted to get their feet wet with this work Mm -hmm. and what it literally takes you through as five questions to detect where this is actually coming from this trigger which actually has nothing to do with the external world or whomever you're in conversation with or your partner your family your job it has nothing to do with them it's something you picked up in childhood that was shame or pain so you answer these five questions and then you do this hypnosis that's about 15 to 20 minutes long and like that you go holy shit I picked this up at four when my dad said this to me and I, I then, or my teacher said this and I then will never raise my hand again and blah, blah, blah. And you take that moment to reprogram it. So now, you know, it has nothing to do with the outside world. You get full control over it. And on top of that, when you're doing this hypnotic work, which I don't know if I finished that thought earlier, it's called neuroplasticity. You're creating new neural pathways in your brain that when you reinforce them, they basically connect together. There's a synapsis. They connect together and the old loops literally fall off. So the old ways of thinking literally they go away and now you start looping on this high self-worth loop projecting that and that's what creates magnetism. It's what creates the law of attraction. I just pictured like training wheels falling off of a bike oh, and then you're completely how nice it feels flying. when that happens when you're flying. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. So when did you, because you've had a few different businesses, like you were a private chef, yes. you had free and native, like, which you can Google. We had an interview probably like five years ago. I know. And it's, it was about what you were teaching them, but that was still yeah. pound. Yeah, that was pound. Yeah. Yeah. So how did all of that kind of come about? Because I Absolutely. feel like people are like, okay, um, so you were cocktail starting <laughs> at the lab factory and now you like have this like basic empire yeah. like what um hold on we missed a step no it's actually all super linear so from the laugh factory which coincided around the time that i stopped acting mm-hmm. and basically i had this epiphany i had just started my first really horrible d-list film called man eater opposite dean kane which i like sort of hung out with after and that was really low self-worth time oh, i was that chick stories. that's like but he'll want to be with me and he would change and my dad literally was like "Lacey, he's using you yeah Lacey, come on, wake uh, up. Wake up. Everyone, wake up. We've all had that. Though. Everybody. We and you have, have to have that. Yeah. It's you a part have of the to process. Know. It is. It's unfortunately. so unfortunate. And that, those are the training wheels. Like that's what starts to come off. So that all coincided around the time that I knew that acting wasn't for me. And I still remember having the phone call with my dad because I had just been in that film. And so when you're in something like that, as you know very well, all of your representation has buzz before it comes out. So they 
they can like pitch you and get you in every fucking pilot audition, everything. So it was at the height of everything. I was going out for everything that any like B-list celebrity was going out for in Los Angeles. You know, like A's obviously get offers, but I was going out for that. And I called my dad one morning at my East Hollywood apartment that literally had cockroaches. And I said, dad, I don't think I want to act anymore. And he was like, no, <laughs> He's like, you didn't go to college. You're so close. Lacey, don't do this. And it was one of the most pivotal times that I went, there's a big piece here that I'm missing in life that if I want to be successful, I have to follow my authentic, true pings and callings. And so I'll, I'll kind of talk about pings right now. So I call pings those weird little downloads that we get out of nowhere that tell us, go do this right now. Go do that. Like they come from like an extra sense where it's go to the store right now at 10 p.m. and get ice cream. There's something yes. waiting for you on the other side. And I love how you talk about having a, a ping day where oh, you don't yeah. do anything. You just listen to pings and let it take you. And pings are literally your roadmap. It like fast tracks your life if you just listen to pings. And I had a big ping that I was like, I'm not supposed to be acting, you know? And I also, I know that I have to follow my authentic pings. Like I know that that's going to lead me to what I want. So I quit acting and it was like petering off anyways at the point that I really let it go. Cause I would kind of do commercials and auditions here and there. And so when I finally quit, I ended up teaching at a preschool for a year because I, I yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm never fucking waitressing again. And I had one waitressing job after the laugh factory. It was uh, Mendocino farms, blue cow downtown, a restaurant. Ugh. I know. And so after I left that, I was like, I'm never waitressing again. And I took a preschool job for a year and it was the most toxic faculty environment on the planet. Like I thought I was treated at shit like the, at the Laugh Factory. This was a whole nother level of just by the end of the year, my adrenals were shot. I had my appendix removed. Like I'm such a sensitive person. It that affects you physically. Every, 100%. exactly. And so when I left that, it was a beautiful opportunity because it gave me the chance to pay off the little debt I had and saved up $4,000. So when I left that, I had 4000 in savings, three months of unemployment. And I said, universe, and I was, again, I was starting to figure out this manifestation process really well. And I said, universe, I will never, ever work for another person again. And I'm not going to go out looking for a job. So you better show me. And I don't advise this to people. Like in my stuff, I have a lot of information on leaving shitty jobs and having a fuck you fun, making sure you have that. You better have a bridge job. So you can like Google my work or the podcast and stuff, and you'll hear a lot more about that. So I don't advise just like leaving i was expanded enough to do this because i my i call this my trust muscle of manifestation was so strong mm -hmm. i was manifesting at like a rapid rate at this time but only as much as my self-worth would allow me i wasn't super expanded and in my worth about money yet so we'll get into that but so at this time i said universe show me what I do next, I'm going to just listen and wait two pings. And I had three people out of nowhere come up to me and say, have you seen this blog, My New Roots? Have you seen this blog, My New Roots? And I finally looked at it and it was a holistic blog. And I went, oh, I guess this is what you want me to do. I'll start it. Okay. It won't be a food blog, but it'll be all about holistic living because back even when I was acting, I would have like my sides at a raw vegan restaurant and be way more into what the food was doing to my body than like the actual show I was auditioning yes. for. I was so into like herbs and natural and stuff then. So I started that and then I started to like have affiliates and still within the blog, I wasn't making great money ever. I, I ended up helping Amanda of Moon Juice for a little while. She was a client of mine and I helped her with social media just to like test that out. 
And then I was like, but everybody seems to have a degree in something or they have training and I, everybody goes to like nutrition school or health coaching. And I was like, I know that's not the route for me. So show me. And I, I ended up seeing this woman who was an herbalist and I was like, wow, I've always been so into herbs. So I became an herbalist and I started to take clients and I learned really quickly, you can lead the horse to the water, but they have to drink. And I was like, I'm getting closer, but this isn't my thing yet. This isn't it. It's not that. This herbs are for me and my family, but this isn't it. And at that exact same time, I had a friend who was friends with the head of ABC and his husband. And she was like, they're looking for a holistic chef. Do you know anyone? And I was like, I do. <laughs> Matt Lacey Phillips. I know. And I was like, well, maybe this is it where I can combine like the food and the herbs. And so I did that and I took on other clients. And around that time, not them, but other clients, I had an actress client and she always heard me talking like this, where I was like, I manifested this and the the universe that. She was like, show me this little thing you do because you do seem to manifest anything you want. And I was like, I can show you, but I don't really know if it works on anybody else. I've cracked the code for me and it might just be my weird powers. So I showed her started manifesting right away. And then I started to hold little circles with my friends to show them just to test it out. And they started manifesting. And that's when, and this, I believe this happens to people. So I'm sure a lot of listeners can resonate with this, but I had this one Christmas at this year, all of my resources dried up. So that means my clients all went out of town for the holidays and I had no money. I think I even had to borrow a credit card from my mom, which I've never done in my adult life. And I had nothing and money has always been my biggest stress of all stresses. That's my biggest Achilles heel. Mine too. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like I'm a smart person. Like I'm a hustler. I, I, I can do a million things. Did your mom work when you were growing up? Yeah, but not she she worked yeah was she successful i mean she worked in retail and then uh-huh. finally yep. we got your block yep. okay <laughs> that's there simple it is. wow wow she really just saw right through that you saw yeah. my eyes go to the left and you're like she's lying um yeah no. well i just know that you're expanded enough but you're not unblocked enough for your career yet and uh. that's what it's going to just be so simple for you it's really going to be easy to do the work to unlock whatever programming you learned about women and career and success from your mom growing up yeah she always worked but it was also like we were her biggest priority and my dad was like the breadwinner and he was always out traveling and like she never wanted to have like a nanny for us. So it was like very like in and out. So not only did she not make a lot of money and wasn't yeah. super successful in her dream, but yeah. she also was the over nurturer to everyone yes. in your life. Oh, that's... <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be easy for you. I'm chilling if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Which Sorry. Is, no, like no. awesome because you were a great mom. Well, exactly. No, she's amazing. But you want you want but those things. Different but things. You have dreams. We, yeah. Yeah. And I think for her, like we were like, actually, I don't know if she had other dreams. And who maybe the world never told her she could. Yeah. Like exactly. that was just her imprintation. She I was a, a fantastic mom. Yeah. No. So and stunning and gorgeous and fabulous. On top and, of it, like beautiful blonde. Yeah, like like I re- I've seen photos. Yeah, yeah. The biggest thigh gap you could ever <laughs> want, you know. And you're like, I got the whole Italian side. I got the opposite. Like which we is stand beautiful. next to each other and everyone's like, you're not related. Uh, but her, your brother looks a lot yes, like her, right? Yes, yeah. Totally. Doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. So long story short, all of my resources dried up that holiday season and I kept getting a download constantly a meditation where the universe was like or whatever this channeling voices was like 
you're not going to get any money until you really put this out into the world. You know, like you've been given this gift with manifestation. You need to do that. And I had so much shadow around doing this. I grew up in a conservative town with a cowboy dad. Everybody voted for Trump. And I'm now going to be like, I'm a manifestation advisor. I teach manifestation. <laughs> oh, okay. And I was like, there is no fucking way that anyone from high school is going to ever see that I do this, which is actually really comical because most people have gone on to do my work, my dad included, at this point. That's but so, cool. so I was so broke that I went, fuck it. If that's what you want, then I, I put a blog post out one day and I said, I'm doing this little thing, readings for people if you want here it is. And I started to get people booking. And then I started to put blog, like at that same time, I would put out blog content where I was like, manifestation is actually not what you think it is and not what you've been taught. And I started really booking. And then within a year, I was booked out two or three years in advance. And within a year after that, I stopped taking clients because we had online workshops that were super prosperous. And it was honestly making me sick taking clients. And you just know when you're in the right thing, because if you're unblocked and expanded, it's a bigger flow than you can ever imagine. That's how I feel. And I feel like you've found your purpose completely and when your purpose meets like a career and all, just all, when all that finally clicks in, it's just, <laughs> it's a whole flow. You buy two houses and you're yes. sitting in Malibu and I'm sitting in her fabulous Topanga Canyon, <laughs> which is so funny because I just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I haven't seen. Oh, wait, that was such a good movie. Uh, it was so good. Yeah. And it's like they like live in the hills and granted it's a different hills. But yeah. like, I feel like this is very like almost like 70s, like totally i feel like it's like a throwback it's so beautiful and just airy i opened my car door to walk up your driveway and i was like oh my god it's so quiet up here it's so quiet yeah it's the mountains oh my god it's amazing i don't know how i'm gonna get down yeah <laughs> in hills i'm sleeping over <laughs> you're gonna start going barefoot you're like instantly hippie leaving Can you get an uber up here <laughs> i don't even know i haven't even tried i'm like i don't think so but so uh funny it's that's so f- yeah that's yeah. totally funny no so that is how wow that journey of just like going through different jobs and being like okay that's closer but not this isn't it this yeah and honestly you know i look back at what that psychic really said at 17 she said Forgive me, guys. My dog is really... She's hustling me for lunch. She is. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll finish it. So no, no, it's fine. And she said, like, pick up this book on manifestation, follow it to a T, and you'll manifest everything you've ever wanted. And in essence, she was actually truly right. It was a really roundabout way, but it was totally right. At 17. Totally. If only you had just... You know what she did say, too? Because actually, I had multiple sessions with her. And she said... At the time where I was literally about to start testing, it was right around the Laugh Factory time, I was going to be testing for this film. Um, at the time, we everyone thought it was going to be like the next Transformers. It was Tekken. And I had like tested seven times. They flew me out to meet with the director, you know, out in Louisiana where they were filming it. And um, she said, she had actually said, she was like, you're going to be up for something that's very, it's like it has like, um, Chinese or Japanese symbolism and Tekken's very much that kind of Mortal Kombat-y thing. But she said, nope, Lacey, if there's one thing I can tell you is always do not put writing on the back burner. That's going to be your first like $200,000 check. Continue to write. And at the time I was like, oh, because I was studying screenplay writing. I was like, it's going to come from screenplays? And then, no, it was my blog. Yeah. And then leading into like the information of manifestation and all of the content we've written for the workshops and all of that. Yeah. 
It's a trip. And then she did say at one point, I have to, I mean, I wish I could get in touch with this lady. I, I, know. I don't know. Well, what's her name? It was Carol Lovejoy. Should we send her like a gift basket? We need to. I mean, I should tithe to her to like thank her. But there was one point where my mom was, you know, getting a reading for me. um, And she was like, you know, what about Lacey? Because my mom still has the tapes, like literally tapes of these. And she was like, Lacey's going to be huge one day, like Oprah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Oh, I believe it. Oh, Are you kidding me? Thank yeah. you. The expanded podcast might as well be Super Soul Conversations. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> it's true though. No, you really helped me right around this time last year kind of stop for a second and be like, wait a second. Like, yeah. and listening to that first podcast, again, you guys should go back and listen. After you've listened to all What's Her Jersey, then the expanded podcast. Yes, exactly. Then go listen to Lacey's first episode. I think it was episode 81 or two on Almost 30. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, you were talking, you also talked about Coda. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff that I realized there, which is codependent on what is it? Totally. Yeah. Co- you're basically, yeah, you have uh, Coda is like you suffer from codependency. Exactly. And that which helped me with It's like, a whole thing. It's a whole other thing where last year was more about unblocking certain codependent friendships. Yeah. And like, I feel like we've gotten through that. <laughs> like now it's. It's so funny what I'm so curious what you're going to find subconsciously though, but you just see the simple patterning. Your mom put everybody before her mm-hmm. and you, you, I've watched you in friendships where you really like they sometimes will walk all over you a little bit and you're still like the greatest friend that shows up for them. So it's really cool that you're even acknowledging. I think it's like fucking cool that you're willing to go down this path because watch how magnetic you start I'm fucking ready. It's time. It's time. I'm over it. I'm tired. I'm just like, I can't anymore. That's the break. Those are breaking points. They're rock bottoms and rock bottoms. I want to say this to anybody who might have, again, like Jacqueline was experiencing in July, and into a little bit of August thank God literally today which is really kismet today is not only does Mercury retrograde go direct but it's a new moon in Leo and we're both Leo rising so everything's going to start getting a lot more beautiful after today for for us especially Um, it's a it's the new moon in Leo on top of it tomorrow so but what's that this will come out tomorrow so oh great yeah oh fantastic so this will be really beneficial so if anybody was going through kind of the chaos that you were feeling in july which most people should have gone through we're at a rock bottom usually like we are tested with all of our strength and we're like hanging on for dear life because we think our whole world's getting ripped apart oh yeah do you know how many jobs i picked up over (laughs) the past two weeks i have been white knuckling money it's like what the fuck are you doing yeah and that's like you're being tested because that's the thing that the universe like dangles because it knows love and money and what you care about the most and so it's, it's going to test you with that more than everything else right now in these next this next year and a half to two years yeah. But if you were going through that, this is what I like to say about rock bottom to the listeners is the universe would never, ever fuck with you if something you've been asking for wasn't orbiting you. So what's happening in that case is that you're not raising your self-worth fast enough with the thing that's orbiting around you to come through. Mm-hmm. So it's literally like, I like to say, earthquaking you out of your nest to be like, you better super speed this growth right now because you've been asking for this thing and I can't and literally going back to the law of attraction being you know in your worth matching the worth of the thing you want Mm. as humans we tend to call in things that are greater than where we are right so yeah it's just very simple psychology 
we have to grow our worth to be in alignment with that. It has not, look at, I like to say this too about the people who are like, no, I know it's positivity. Like who have been in that cycle for so long of the secret and stuff. Look at Trump. He's one of the best manifestors out there. I like to say narcissists are phenomenal manifestors. Why? Because they believe they're worth everything they want and they believe it's true. So they fucking manifest anything they want. And they convince everyone else around them. Totally. And so that's why it has nothing to do with positivity. I 100% agree. So rock bottoms, when they come through, I get so stoked. I'm like, oh, wow, some really good shit's coming, even though this is the hardest time of my life. Divine timing. Divine timing. entire fucking podcast. Hold on one second. Yeah. I'm gonna feed her this. No, that's no. We need to. I feel so bad. Wait, what's her name? Uh and the stuff that Lacey and I were just talking about meatballs. I like to be honest with you, and I'm not complaining about life or, you know, the path because I feel like recently I've been like resentful and been like, you know what? I've wasted the past decade doing certain things, and I don't think it has been a waste of time like I've just been getting so angry but yeah and honestly I we're actually putting a workshop out this the end of this year and I don't know it'll be titled yet but it's addressing this like the grief of how long it's taken for something to come and the struggles that were experienced around them and then also being able to use that old self as patterning Mm. to realize how close you really are to everything you want. But um, it's never a waste of time. And in spirituality, I mean, this is something we hear. There's no such thing as space and time, which is just like the most frustrating thing to hear on the planet. But it really does come down to like those three simple energetics when they all align, which could literally happen in two weeks if you work hard to make that happen. It all comes. And so it's like we have so much more control than we ever thought when we were like thinking positive and visualizing. It's like, oh, no, no, you can do some work and you have control to make anything happen like as soon as you want it to. Yeah, I love that. It's not great because it's empowering. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember because I'm channeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's oh, man, I love that so much. And I feel like also there were a lot of tests because I've never you talked about how you're trying to get pregnant. Yeah. Did you always want kids? No, that didn't happen until 30. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the biological thing. Or when I taught at that preschool, truthfully, I was like, oh, I would be a really good mother. That was the first time I sort of saw that. And I think through addressing a lot of my childhood stuff and my upbringing, I'm like, no, dude, I would be like, I'd provide an, an amazing life for somebody. And so then the calling came when I met the right person. Well, mm. even with my ex, I desired this as well. And that's why we actually split up as he was very afraid to ever get married or, you know, basically have a kid and what's so funny is ever since my guy and I got together and we he proposed to me it's like I don't want to get married and I can't seem to get pregnant <laughs> I laugh about that all the time so where yeah but go ahead sorry no, no 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 that I love hearing that I for me I think a lot of the tests where I was back home in New Jersey and I was around so much family and yeah. my boyfriend's family and so many kids like everywhere we went there's kids 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 totally and I was telling Lacey I was crying hysterically on the way to the airport I'm like what am I doing with my life like I can act and I can perform and do stand-up and all of that in New York and be close to family and I've just also been like oh my gosh we need to have kids like there's so many we need to get married we need to have a house like all and it's just I don't know if meatballs if you're listening going through that but just know you're not alone because I'm like going insane about all of it because I feel like the biological clock is totally I feel like but if I go back to what I've always wanted and even as a little girl I never said like I wanted kids were never like the main priority it was always 
I wanted to make people happy by through performance. And like, I was, I loved teaching. Like I would teach like women's groups and stuff when I was still like in college and like, I, I don't, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. No, but. it's beautiful is that, well, I think it's a really important thing because we are often, I mean, we're exposed all day long, especially with social media now. It's and so heightened. It's so heightened to constant Joneses, Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. And what's, when you're manifesting, especially you have to be so dialed in to what you authentically want and peeling away what's being fed to you mm-hmm. versus what your soul is, your core essence is asking for. So even though that's all in your face and coming at you, like doing that deep reflection to be like, is this really what I want? Or do I want the choice at least in this with my current partnership or, you know, like where am I not being fed and what do I want? Because we should always ultimately be able to have the choice of anything we want. Exactly. Completely. No, I think the point of that was getting back to my original goal and getting back to like, the Oh things yeah. That I want. And all of that was put in front of me. And I was like, well, maybe I don't want that anymore. I get it. What's so funny, I do have to say like on the other side of success now and realizing everything I ever set out to manifest and things, how much all of that dies away. Really? It just goes away. Like all of those insecurities and those like comparing, it really leaves. Because you're in your own authentic true self. You, you're yeah. like, I am who I am. Yeah. This and I, is me. I don't want to be that. I, that's great. That's great. I am. This is it. And what it really comes down to is like, the more I am that, the more it all comes. So it's like, the more I stay in it. Oh, Lucy. Uh, I wish I could just sit here for hours with you. Um, I have a few questions from the meatballs. Absolutely. And then we'll wrap it up because you have fabulous things to do. I have things to, we have all, Absolutely. everyone has things to do. All of our listeners have, yeah. they're like, they paused this three times getting out of the car so far. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you want now? People want to know, like, because it seems like you have manifested pretty much everything that you could want. Yeah. On the material plane, yeah. you know, what I want more than anything is, it's so funny because people ask, they're like, well, who are your expanders? Is it Oprah? Is it, you know? And I was like, fuck no. They're like, is it Tony Robbins? And I'm like, God, no, it's like Eckhart Tolle. (laughs) He like fucking lives in a forest, doesn't do anything if it's not in the moment. And he like travels around the world and is worth $70 million net worth (laughs) to come out and answer Q and A's. I'm like, that's what I want. I want to be so able to be channeling in nature with a family to literally be so at my pace. Um, that's what I want. I want, I want to be recluse and, and just have, and I'm, I'm so close to all of that truthfully, but there's a lot of, I'm being tested into my worth and growing right now, like even with my team and everything to be able to be a leader, to own my gifts Mm -hmm. and to really take all the time I need, because there's a, a big part of not getting pregnant is I haven't slowed down in ways I have, but not in all the ways, you know, Mm -hmm. when I'm, asleep at night I'm still connected to every email we're receiving and there's you know so I never get to turn off from any of that whereas you know even people who work on the team they kind of get to do their thing and then zone out they don't have the responsibility of the company so like the nucleus the nucleus and everyone's like working around you You oh that's so hard you got to just start taking time for yourself yeah and more so energetically disconnecting because even though I've been able to do it physically like I don't have to carry out much of anything in the brand anymore but just be the 
the face and show up and do the work. Oh, but energetically, I know it's incredible, <laughs> but energetically, I'm always tethered to every single, and that's what I've got to learn. And I think that Eckhart Tolle is so inspiring in the sense that he's so present. Mm-hmm. So in the moment, he doesn't care if the company stops tomorrow. Like he just, he's so present and so rewarded for that. That's what I want. That's what you want. Yeah. What is it like to wake up in the morning for you? Like, I want to know what you do in the morning. Yeah. I just, I never have alarms ever because I think it's really bad, you know, and I lived a lot of my life with alarms. So, so no alarm and I naked sunbathe outside because if anybody wants to please research this more because the sun needs a whole new PR person. It's literally heliotherapy, I believe, is like the most medicinal thing for all of us that's going to heal a lot of this autoimmune and shit that we're all seeing. But um, Nadine Artemis or Dr. Jack Cruz are two incredible people. I have an amazing podcast episode on Expanded with Nadine Mm -hmm. that'll just blow your mind. It's like, why I don't wear underwear or bras anymore? because of the lymph system you know she's just phenomenal but as i'm wearing like a spanx thong yeah (laughs) you're like cutting off all lymph and everything but you're looking great you look amazing so i go out and i naked sunbathe and gaze and i just i do whatever i want like i i eat when i'm hungry i you know i i'll go on hikes and I just, I listen, I intuitively follow out the day. I literally listen to pings or what I need or what I want or what my body's asking for. Oh my God. I love that. Um, someone wanted to know, how did you stop playing into ego? Oh, I think ego is always going to be a thing. You know, it's always there to show us where we have work to do, but I think it gets back down to that trust muscle. Like I said, the more I honor my exact authentic self, the more I get. And I'm obviously very reward oriented Mm -hmm. as a Capricorn moon, you know? So I think that helps me as I've strengthened that muscle of trust over the years. That's always my base to get back to is like, whoa, 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 I'm spun out over here on this whole thing. What are the things I need to do right now? And I ask myself these questions. Does this put me in my worth or not? Usually it's no. So instantly I'm like, this is pointless and stupid because yeah. it has no relevance. I'm going to step back into my worth. What is my worth? It's my totally authentic self, my voice. Who am I? What makes me so authentic? I get back there. And then from there, I have a lot of tools like in the workshops that I'll do. I'll be like, I need to do a DI is what we call my hypnosis process. It's deep imagining. I'm like, I need to do a DI around this to even see where this is coming from because the universe will never throw something, a trigger at you. Again, if you aren't close to manifesting things, it's literally dropping breadcrumbs because it's like, I want to connect you with this thing. The universe never punishes us. It's only trying to connect us with what we want. We just have to get out of our own way by like unblocking, expanding, passing tests. That's all we have to be doing. And so anytime that I know a trigger is coming up or an ego is coming up, it's because something wants to come through that I need to work through quick enough Mm -hmm. to connect with that thing i want to cancel all the plans i have for the next 72 hours and, like, um, and quit all the jobs i want to quit all the jobs <laughs> like after this and i love who i've been assisting and whatnot but i'm supposed to go help move things and i'm just like, like physically uh, yeah shit yeah um okay three more questions sure okay can you ever manifest things for someone else? No. no that's Man, if right? I could, my mom wouldn't be an alcoholic. You uh. know what I mean? <laughs> Coda 101. Nice. Got it. <laughs> no, because everybody 
chose their like as a soul they chose what to come here to do so everybody has their free will so you literally can't but guess what you can be a i love being a vision holder for people so i'll describe that when i simultaneously met my ex and i was still at laugh factory when i met his mom who i'm like must have been my mother in some life or something i remember you talking about his mom oh i'm still so close she's literally like the most healing person I've ever had in my life. And I'll, I will always specifically remember at one point, she said, you don't have to act. You're amazing. Like she kept always, she's like Parisian and amazing and beautiful. And she would always reflect to me of how incredible I am way before I could see it in myself. Mm -hmm. And she's pure love. So even when, so is she an expander? Oh yeah. I call her like even more a vision holder because she could see all of the beauty in me and where I was going long before I could. And even when I didn't believe it, she would reinforce it in me in the most uncomfortable times. Like she would be like, Lacey, you are so smart and amazing. You can have everything. And I would be like shrinking because I'm Coda and like taking, You're you like, know, I have to go to the laugh factory. I do, yeah. And she's like, I, she just believed in everything to do with me. So being a vision holder is incredible to do if you're in partnership or something's going on there that you're like, I want to change this person or I want to manifest for them. So that's one is constantly reflecting to them their potential that they don't see and not in a manipulative way in pure love. Like if you were a stranger seeing them on the streets, their, their purity that, and then second being an expander for people, like literally letting be or an inspiration might be a better word. Like let them see to believe what's possible through you doing stop trying to change because that's going to make them resentful you can't manifest for them so be an expander be a vision holder i love that yeah i love that so much and it's i feel that way right now in my relationship because i see so much potential and i'm trying to just be like you can do this yeah there's so there's so many irons in the fire totally for both of us and we need to inspire and this is actually a question from them i call him my main squeeze because he loves crystals oh wow this is your guy yeah that's so cute he is a podcast and literally one of their listeners just got a like pillow embroidered with all these crystals on (gasps) it and sent it to him with his name on it that's the cutest thing i've ever heard so funny and also he was on the jim jeffries podcast and they were talking about like what number you consider yourself like a 10 or yeah. whatever. And my main squeeze was like, I think I'm a seven. And so they embroidered the number like seven. This is the pillow. cutest thing I've no, ever it was heard. So cute. And he literally like, if I'm having a bad day, we'll like put a rock on my <gasps> head. Wow. He's so into it. I bet yeah. he has like a Libra or Aquarius moon. Yeah, that makes sense. I bet. Because he's chill. He seems like yeah. he's not as he has, on the material plane as everyone else. Not at all. Yeah. He doesn't fuck. Yeah, I, need, I think he might be a, an empath. Oh, he probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's probably why he needs to like escape and have space yeah. a lot too. Oh, God. Tommy Caprio. <laughs> I'm signing you up. <laughs> um, okay, so he wants to know if you believe in crystals and if that's a part of the whole manifestation thing. And all I that. totally believe in crystals and I always have my house like deeply feng shui with them and all activated and everything. But I, what I will say, and I'm so glad he asked this because this is really important for every listener, mm-hmm. to manifest, you need nothing but yourself whatsoever. Every Everything else is an enhancement. It's like when you go to get a massage and they're like, do you want to use aromatherapy? It's about as effective as that. Okay. So it doesn't like I, I 
I'll open up my wallet for you right now. And in the change thing, there's citrine, you know, like I, yeah. I do have those things, but I also had them all throughout my twenties and, and nothing was really happening at the first part of it. So it really comes down to true energetics. So I think crystals are, are like profoundly effective and, and amazing, but your energy has to be in motion for them to work, I feel like, um, or for them to enhance you. So again, it comes back to being unblocked, expanded, and passing tests. I love that. Yeah. And the questions that you tell people to ask yourself, um, I can read them or you can read them. No, you I totally, can. sure. Or what? Did, I don't um, even It's these ones right here. Oh, yeah. That you oh, should great, ask great. yourself because I feel like I was even doing this last night with the main squeeze and we were both like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And before I, uh, before I even ask these, I just want to tell like any listener listening, if you even want to play with this process just a little bit, like, let's say you don't even go to the website, you never check out a podcast, nothing, but you're like, I'm, I I just want to try. I just want to play with this. Okay. Start saying no to anything that doesn't align with you, doesn't light you up. You don't want to do, just say no, no matter how hard it is, say no and watch the little things that start to come into your life. And it will show you how this whole process has everything to do with self-worth and putting yourself first and like being in your power. Mm. So, um, okay. Onto the questions. What have you always been really good at? What? Can you answer them for yourself? Oh, Can you yeah. Tell us? Well, it's so funny. So what have I always been really good at? Um, helping other people. Mm-hmm. I've always been like a sounding board. Also, I've always had a good eye. So like with design and things like oh, that. Yeah. Um, what comes naturally to you that requires so little effort? That's a big one. That's how you start to know what are your gifts, you know? And for me, again, like that's energy. I've all like, that's something I've always understood in a way when I, even when I wasn't honoring it, I so empathic. So I could like read people's energy and I'd be like, that person fucking hates me right now, but smiling at my oh, face. Oh, yes. That's something I've definitely started like paying attention to. Yeah. And Ugh. so again, looking at what's yours, you know, what comes naturally. This is so this, these are all questions. They must have been in clarity. They're clear. They're in the clarity, right? Yeah. Um, your friends and others seek you out for this talent or gift. So thinking about what that could be for you. For me, it's always advice. It's always been advice. It's always been advice about how to be a queen. <laughs> I, I mean, I said royalty before. Totally, totally. You literally, like, it didn't matter that we were in dirty laugh factory uniforms that are, you're, I remember you had tennis shoes that were falling apart. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See, I was poor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, but you still were, like, regal. Oh, like, thank you. Yeah, like, you looked like just this princess or, like, queen ballerina. Like They just, would always ask me, people at the laugh yeah. factory, the comments, they're like, are you a dancer? Are you a ballerina? Yeah, no, I always, I think I asked you that when I first met you. Like, you just always were regal and royal. So that makes sense. Thank you. My friend, Angela Tremper will like send me a voice note and she'll be like, okay, queen, (laughs) I need this advice on dating. Queen. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true. I love her. I love her too. I've got to get her on. You should have her on too. No, I would love Angela. You're coming on. Um, Okay. What do you enjoy doing more than anything else in the world? You could literally spend all day doing it and get lost. For me, again, it's like being a hippie, being in my element, you know? It's so funny because I I really do. I did find the answers to all of this when I started honoring these questions. So if you're listening, honor these. Who do you know that does something like this and has made it very successful and self-supporting? So that's an expander. So if anybody wants to know more about this, if you go onto the blog and you click manifestation at the top, click clarity, the clarity exercise, it's free. 
you'll experience a deep imagining. One of the hypnosis is to know that they're not scary and insane. And again, it's just to help you gain clarity of what you're calling in and what you want. I love that so much. Um, And the funniest thing is you talking about saying no, and this is such like a full circle, like whatever. Um, To ping. To ping. There's, um, it's a whole like kind of like interview or like speech from Lady Gaga. Oh my God. Where she talks about all of a sudden, and I've played it on the podcast before. I might even edit it in now where all of a sudden she was a few years into her career. Oh, I love this quote. Yeah. Where she's just like, I don't want to sign that autograph. I don't want to do that endorsement. I don't want to do that commercial. Like I'm no, no. And she talks about saying no. And And look how it's all worked out. I mean, (laughs) come on. Oh uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, isn't Bradley Cooper like he's one of your main yeah. like expander dudes? Yes. I just I just remembered that. Yes, yeah. Which is so funny because at the end of each What's Your Jersey podcast, I have someone do a Lady Gaga read because she is our number one goals guest and she yeah. retweeted something I did years ago. So I think Stop we're it. best friends. <laughs> Duh, clearly. Um, yes. So I randomly picked the song Shallow for you. Wow. I'm literally holding up the lyrics right now which is crazy because you just brought up bradley cooper weird isn't that funny yeah Yeah. and he's um, single i I mean (laughs) and my boyfriend and i were bradley cooper and lady gaga for halloween and everyone tells me it's like bradley cooper it's so creepy um if you could just recite a few of these lines because i feel like they're very in line with what you kind of have been talking about Okay, great. you can do it in whatever voice you want. I'm just going to read it normal. Yeah, do it. Okay, great. So tell me something. And I'll leave out kind of like, you know, the really. Do it as you. Okay. This is Lacey just talking to the meatballs. Tell me something. Are you tired of trying to fill that void or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? I'm falling. In all the good times, I find myself longing for change. And in the bad times, I fear myself. I'm off the deep end. Watch as I dive in. I'll never meet the ground. Cash or crash through the surface where they can't hurt us. We're far from the shallow now. Oh, I love oh this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jacqueline's emotional. Up. I mean, this is beautiful. No, but that... And is this that from... so good. This, That's the song. From yeah. the... Sh- I've never seen the movie still. <laughs> Can you believe that? I'm like, wait, I've got to see oh this movie God. now. Yeah, no, but the way you read it, that's Aww. just exactly, I think, what we've been talking about. It's exactly so. it. Oh, it's so true. <sighs> I, and everybody, I think most people listening, especially if this goes out tomorrow, are going to be like, I'm in this too. I'm feeling this too. <laughs> because we were all just fucking earthquake last month. Oh, uh, yeah. Literally in LA, there was um, a yeah. few earthquakes last month. <laughs> um <laughs> Wow. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, you're amazing. Pimp yourself out, Lacey, and tell everyone where they can find you and find all of these fabulous things you've been talking about. Absolutely. So you can find us at 2bmagnetic.com or at 2bmagnetic on Instagram. And I have a weekly podcast that goes live every Friday called The Expanded Podcast. And the whole premise of that is to bring on expanders because sometimes in our community, people are like, I live in a small town. I can't find expanders. So we really try to cater bringing on your seeing to believe what's possible, um, along with I give a lot of like manifestation information and channeling and all that good stuff. And then I have the pathway. And so basically all the workshops I've talked about doing the work, it's all within what's called the pathway, which I think is a great play on neural pathways, Mm -hmm. because that's what a lot of the work is. And so 
Inside the pathway, we have two different ways you can engage with the workshops. You can either like get your feet wet buying one a la carte, and those are $68. I try to price them to what would have been affordable to me when I literally worked at the Laugh Factory, mm-hmm. but enough for me to do the work, you know, and not slack off. Or the pathway... It is. It's exactly like yeah. a gym. And we we really believe it's like a neural pathway gym. Like the people who have the pathway don't just pop in once. Like they're in there weekly. And I will give you a fucking statistic because I really, really think these are super important. So uh, we did a survey. 90% of the members within the pathway that do the work weekly have manifested their list or something on their list. And then 85% who do it monthly have all reported back higher confidence, more self-worth, like engaging in the world more authentically. So that it's just not like dumb workshops you do. And for anybody who's like, this whole manifestation thing sounds crazy. We farm every testimonial that comes in, which to be honest, there are far too many in a week to grab. And so you can go on the site and you can see videos. You can click on testimonials and see those. Or even on Instagram, we have hashtag my magnetic story and you can read those and we also do on the blog which i think is really informative for people it's called my magnetic story roadmaps and so it's people's testimonials we actually break down through the process how they manifested what they wanted through passing whatever test expanding doing the workshop so um and so yeah the pathway is 24.99 a month Mm -hmm. so we try to keep that really accessible whereas last year how much i spent on breakfast at pally house this morning to be honest Everything was a la carte last year. A year's worth of the pathway is cheaper than just buying a la carte the How to Manifest workshop. So it's like you get everything in it. Plus, I have a class I teach every two weeks where I answer every, well, everybody's questions that we pick for this thing called supported. So when people are like, this is what's going on in my manifestation process or the workshops, I'm having trouble with this, I go through and channel those. And you can find a few sample ones of those on. On the podcast and that's what we're up to oh and the really fucking exciting thing this is like honestly the greatest (laughs) thing i manifested as of last year like up to date last year as a woman by myself unmarried um i bought our retreat house that's up in yosemite right outside of my hometown and so we're launching the calendar to that in literally two weeks and it's the most like chic um but biohacked place because yes! it's it healed every single ailment i have in my body when i lived there for periods of time so it has like an infrared sauna outdoor showers it has an outdoor spa with two side by side cloth foot so you can do them under the full moon oh by the cedars God, stop it it Does has it like, have a biomat it has one in every room <laughs> of course guys look up biomats oh they're the best thing ever i don't have one but oh I, they're I, like life-changing got it but okay. it's so beautiful and you can find that at the forest retreat house on instagram or it has its own site called the forest oh you're amazing thank you i'm so proud of you oh thank you and thank you for having me and i can't wait because we're sending we're gonna send jacqueline the pathway and she's gonna have to report back what happens with it i'm going to it's going to be good. When I book my Netflix special. Yes. I'll be like, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> and you like have back end because you're a producer. And- yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you're amazing. Meatballs, you're amazing. Thank you so much for listening. Also, I mean, is this not the best episode we've ever had? I think so. Um, I'm so grateful for all the information and wisdom and laughs you just 
just shed upon us. Um, and I'm so great to have reconnected. Me grateful too. To grateful. Have reconnected. Wait, a you. little like side note, which we didn't understand. And this is for anybody who is like even remotely into astrology. Yeah. But Jacqueline's a Gemini sun. I'm an Aquarius sun. You're a Scorpio moon. I'm a cat moon. And we're both Leo risings. We're so compatible. We're so compatible. So compatible. Which means I should come to Topanga Boy. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Just long I live here now. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right, meatballs. You're amazing. Please, please, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends because that's how you find out about podcasts. Um, I love you. I'm Jacqueline Marfuji. This is What's Your Jersey Podcast, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up because you were born this way, baby. <laughs>